culture, society, on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my god, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app, or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, adorable memes, and really cute selfies, most of which I take myself. Um, we have got so much to dish on this week from Real Housewives of OC salaries that have been revealed and the new, the real reason Bethany Frankel quit New York. Kim Richards is feuding with her sisters and there's so much more that we're going to be breaking it down today. Here to help me break it all down is another Bravo Bay. Please welcome the host of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, Mr. Ryan Bailey. Oh my God, you are so good at this. It is insane. Uh, I'm, I'm in awe. You guys don't know this. He has like he's just so good at this he's just, i mean i'm just Stop. i'm shocked like this is amazing every time i come to do this i am so happy to be here i gave ryan some alcohol and he's just giving me affirmation <laughs> like, I, feel woozy. I lubricated I feel woozy. him he gave me that and hair products so mm. it's already amazing yes i gave him a ton of resa obsessed hair products because i had res on the show we taped last week and the, the interview is coming out and it's pretty juicy uh i i, I can imagine it's imagine. juicy. It's it's actually a really a really good interview. Sometimes getting them to talk is a little rough, which is why I'd like to really look at people with alcohol. Interview. I've had me? some bad ones. Okay. I know <laughs> you're not a bad one. Um, I've had some bad ones. Like there was, um, I think my worst was there was this two worst. One of them was there were this girl from she was on the Real World. Yeah. And she, Kayla Casillas, I don't know if you know her. Okay. She did like a bunch of like the real world and then road like the challenge. road rules yeah. and the challenges. The system, she did yeah. all of those and she was like the bad girl on them. Um, and then she came on this show and, and we were talking about this, about how like when publicists kind of are in the mix, sometimes they like really cock block what you're allowed to talk about. And um, she was, it was a call in and she had her publicist call into the show and then the publicist <laughs> three weighed her in. So the publicist was listening oh, the entire God. time. And there were so many things that like questions she wouldn't a- yeah. answer. There were, you know, games she wouldn't play. Like she was just like, I'm like, no, you're I won't do that. No, I'm, but she would say that as we're taping. And I'm like, you're literally the bad girl on this show and you're saying no to everything. Like you just are not. No, it was not the vibe. This week's drink of the week is brought to you by my pals from Drink Simple. They helped me curate my lover's potion cocktail last week, and now they're back to help me curate this this little this fun little potion, this cocktail. It is the cocoa maple spritz, and it is gonna make you feel like you're on a beach, or at least like you're on vacation. It's made with some vodka, a little lime, a hydrating splash of some maple water from Drink Simple, which will pack the minerals, pack the electrolytes straight from from the maple tree, so you're gonna. Gonna, you know, your body's not going to be depleted. It's also packed with some coconut flavored Waterloo, which is some sparkling water that has coconut in it, which tastes so yummy. And just a little bit of mint to kind of freshen things up. You combine all of those flavors together and oh, it's the perfect cocktail. You can get the recipe at justplainzac.com or you can check that description to check out Drink Maple. So you've been on the show before. You did the guys panel. Yes. Um, so you Bryce, right? With uh, Bryce, yeah. yeah. I had Bryce and his co-host Annie in here a couple weeks ago. Um, right. 
They are so great. I love their show. Um, but you did not get to answer my icebreaker questions. Okay. So you're going to answer them now. Yes, please. Because normally when we do panels like that, having everybody answer the icebreakers, we don't always get to do it. But you're going to answer my icebreakers, and yeah. then we're going to get into all the tea. Uh, where did you grow up, and what part of the world are you currently living in right now? Uh, Olathe, Kansas was where I grew up, a small town in Kansas. Mm-hmm. And I currently live in West Hollywood, California. Mm. Yeah. Do you like... West Hollywood. I love it. I mean, it's so, I, I, I was uh, living in the Valley for so long, so it's like it's like freeing yourself from that Valley life. I know the Vanderpump kids live there now, and now I yep. had to move over here just to get away from them. And no, it's just like a, I love the energy. There's always people on the street. You feel like you're in some sort of a city as yeah. opposed to the Valley where you feel like it's just very you're totally secure. Total different vibe, yeah. you know? Do you go to like the Pump and Tom Tom and Sir Way and all the much. hot spots? It's, it's becoming out of control. And also <laughs> because of the pod and because of what like people – it's like a, people want me to go with them. Like it's like yeah. now I'm kind of like a toy for people. Yeah. Like you love it. Will you come? Will you come yeah. say hi to my friend? Will you come say it? Like and it, it really is weird. I'm going there way too much. I took my mom there like last week and we had an adventure there. She got hammered on Pumptini. Oh man, I love it. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 becoming like my cheers. Really. How would you rank Sir Pump Tom Tom and Villa Blanca if you've been to Villa Blanca? I well. Villa Blanca, I have not been to. I haven't it's either. Not, That's I the only, only one I haven't been circuit. to. They're Just all the on strip. That street. Yeah. So I would rank it like Tom Tom really is right now the best one out of the three in terms of food. Mm-hmm. They're new. Like they just opened the new section and it's beautiful. I can say this no joking. It really is great. Uh, Pump is my second favorite and Sir is like the only reason Sir is still open is because of that show. There's yeah. There's no reason it should still be. It's open. not a great restaurant. And like the food isn't great. Way too yeah. expensive of prices. It's it's like it's like Planet Hollywood. It's like it yeah. shouldn't exist, but it does because of the show. Does Adrian Malouf still own a part of Planet Hollywood? Is that the one she owned? I think so. Yeah, uh, the casino and stuff yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it it. But they're they're fun places to hang out, and it's it really is. It's just it's silly fun, but uh, I mean, I Tom Tom actually is. I think you could actually. It's an actual restaurant. I yeah. Feel. Like there's actual good food happening there. Uh, what's one word your mother would use to describe you? Um, uh, horrible. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. She, um, uh, I, I think, uh, insecure. Insecure. Why? Insecure. Why are you so I just, insecure? I, I just grew up. I was, I was bullied as a kid, uh, a lot. And Cause you were too tall. Yeah, exactly. Because of my because of my curly hair and my no no, I was bullied a lot. So I like I was an indoor kid, and I yeah. think that's probably why I do what I do now, or I love the things that I love. But yeah. I could just sit inside and read and watch TV religiously, and like I wasn't into sports like the other guys or something. And uh, you know, it is fun to like kind of break out of that as you get older or realize like, oh, it's cool to lean into the things that you actually like, like right. reality shows or all of this. And to know? own it, yeah. Um, but I. I think she watched me go through a lot of tough times and I still probably carry a little bit of that insecurity around when I don't have to now. Yeah. You know, so I know she worries about me. That Aww. was too, that was, God, that was really too dramatic, you guys. I should have just said, that was, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Um, a fun fact, what's one thing people would not expect about Ryan Bailey? Um, uh, I was the voice of Nissan for, um, for a couple of years. Oh, what does that mean? Like, like, did, like you were in the commercials, new yeah. Nissan Leaf. Is that what you do? You do voice acting? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like people don't know, or like I've been in the office, How I Met Your Mother, Criminal Mind. Like, wow. I, I think people just think like, oh, that's the weird guy that does a pod about reality shows now. Mm-hmm. But I actually used to be, and I, I mean, like I, I just thought actor. you lived in a basement, and then all of a sudden we're like, I'm going to start a podcast, and then you just popped into the sphere. I didn't think you oh, had a life before this. I know, I know, right? It's like I just come out of the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drink a choice. Uh, uh, vodka, uh, Tito's martini, a little dirty with a couple olives. Ah, I do vodka martini, vodka martini dry with a twist. Oh, really? Yeah. How dry? Like as dry as can be. Okay. Well, see, here's the thing. And what it's, you would be surprised as common as a martini is, and you probably know this cause you ordered them. Yeah. Depending on where you go, like some people don't know what the fuck a martini Dude, is or how to make I a martini. Was at pump last night. Yeah, they do not know. I said a little. I said a, a little dirty. The thing was all all. Yeah, like, I was disgusted. It was like brown. It was there was like there's no and you just know. No offense to the people at pump, but like you just know they they know how to make vodka sodas. Yeah, vodka cranberries like. 
or they're like pumptinis and like and pumptinis and stuff. Guys, it's all sugar. You will have the worst yeah. hangovers of your life. Stay it's so away bad. from pumping glories and pumptinis. It's a sugar factory. It goes yeah. in smooth. You will have the worst day of your life. If anything, if you're with a group of friends, order one for the photo, yeah, exactly. sip it each, and then but like don't fucking no, drink them. It's so three. bad. Do not do it. No. Um I, I, like I remember one time, I think it was like here at the Ace Hotel, like a posh place that like you would think they would know how to serve a fucking yeah. martini. And I ordered a dry vodka martini with a twist, which is my go-to. And they gave me an extra dirty vodka martini with olives and a lemon twist in it. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, who teaches you how to bartend? He admits that he doesn't know how to make yeah. muddled drinks and things like that. And it's like, dude, because like dry means less vermouth, yeah. and then dirty means more olive juice. Twist yeah. is lemon, lemon yeah. over olives. Yeah, it's. But isn't it also weird that when we when we start drinking, we are drawn to all the sweet stuff like yeah. whiskey sours and all oh, that. Yeah. And then as you get older and you're t- like, eventually you just want the straight alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> like you like yeah. no effing around. No. Just give me, yeah, vodka rocks, yeah, <laughs> tequila rocks, high quality. You 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 invest in the in, in the more expensive stuff because yeah. you know like the well, yeah, bottom of the barrel shop. You're like you're broke. You're like yeah. give me the cheapest vodka. Yeah, you have cheapest your vodka shot. Yeah, your body can take it, and you can you know take a little Advil, and your hangover will be fine the next yes. morning. You'll be done. You'll be ready to go by three p.m. <laughs> um, uh, if you had to be my list is my last icebreaker question. It's my favorite question to ask. If you had to be reincarnated. As a Kardashian, which one would it be? Okay, so I have a major, major love affair crush with one Miss Kris Jenner. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to, see, I don't know if I'd want to be her. Don't, no, I, no, I want to be Kylie. I want to be Kylie because she's a billionaire. Mm -hmm. Her mom's Kris Jenner, who I love. Mm -hmm. um, And she seems to be, like, she's able to call her own shots and she doesn't have to play in that, like, like Kim's broken out of it too, but she's not in that triumvirate of, like, Courtney, Chloe, Kim. Yeah. She only has Kendall and she's already surpassed Kendall, like, so she's kind of on her own island and she can choose whatever she wants to do. If she wants to pop into the show, she can. If she doesn't, she doesn't have to. I feel like she is set up I don't know. For some reason, I really, really love Kylie. I think the only downfall of her is like now she's trying to like show Travis Scott what he's missing. And there's like, it's like too much. It's <laughs> well, like, because oh, she like, she's 20 or 21. Like that's yeah, normal know, for somebody that's 21. But it's like you're a billionaire. I don't need to see all of your ass all the time. Yeah, Because it's, it's like, I feel like that's not even for us. It's for Travis. To yeah. Be like, hey, Travis, look what you're missing. I, yeah, I'm amazing. And yeah, I yeah, can get I mean, any guy that I want. She, and she's way richer than Travis. Like yeah. she can get anybody she wants. I do want to see her date. Like, wouldn't you love to see, and especially... Uh, Chloe, I'd love to see her date an accountant. Like, just get away from the NBA. Someone, players. yeah. Get, like, somebody, like a lawyer. Normal, or like, simple, yeah, some, yeah. Like a like a Chipotle manager or yeah. somebody. Like, just basic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love no, because like, oh, my reaction was like, because I've been in that place where I'm like, I'm ready for someone normal. I'm ready for like a Starbucks barista. Yeah, somebody that and will then, love you. It'll probably yeah. love you. So the day you die harder you know, than you've ever been loved before. The last guy that I dated that was like a really just simple, normal guy sweetest guy always wanted to make sure he picked me up always paid for everything like just like really the cared. nicest yeah. nicest guy i mean ultimately like he had zero drive and ambition which is why he was where he was but like <laughs> he was the night had i been like 19 yeah. and like not known any better i would have been like yes let's do this but i was at, at some point i was like okay yeah no it is funny i do still i hate i have so many girlfriends and i hate when they get into that whole bad boy thing yeah like, i hate I just, I mean, like, what is so attractive about guys that are like douchey and crappy to you? Agreed. They love it. They love it. It goes back to your self worth and your dad and all of that stuff. Yeah. You need to go to therapy. Um, Okay. Are you ready to break down some Bravo tea? Born ready. Okay. First one, which people don't know, you really love Bravo, which I'm I'm obsessed. And I'm like a unicorn. Like, I'm a straight man that loves Bravo. Yeah. And it's not even a joke. Like, I really live love. Yeah. And, I now just sit there around, like, I'll think, like, what's Bravo going to be like in 10 years? Like, I'll have these conversations in my head yeah. all day with myself, like, because I want it to survive. What, what do you think Bravo will be in 10 years? Well, that's what I, like, I feel like lately, I don't know if you feel like this, there's so many things happening, scandals happening that I'm like, they really have to watch themselves and really uh, determine, like, how they're going to treat people when they're racist or when they're this yeah. or that, because... 
Rome, Rome was destroyed too. Like it's not like Bravo yeah. has to stay around now. Yeah. Ten years, this might not exist if they don't play their cards right, because they've set up now this all these franchises, but they have to diversify and they have to find ways to expand the brand and create something new and different. You know, like OC. I feel like they should they should reboot OC from day one and do a whole like new cast. Scratch. Yeah. Like, not even there should be no. Fiber of the old OC. Yeah, now. OC two point Beginning again. Mm-hmm. Like or or pull these shows off the air for like five years, and then do like I I wish they ended Vanderpump now and started it up ten years from now like Vanderpump Rules the new the like like you know how they did like the Hills new yeah. beginnings like Vanderpump Rules new new beginnings you see where they are in ten years and that would be fascinating and end it on a high note like Vanderpump I think is now it's reached its peak it's and now we're going down to death and it's going it'll down be on for like five more years but, but in five years it will be a shadow the worst of yeah self, it'll be you know? like, like real world that was a great show when it first started and then it just turned into such trash then, but, but us as viewers we love it so much that it's almost then a chore for us to watch yeah because you're just like i guess i have to because i love i this. don't love this new season of Vanderpump. oh i yeah. can't get into well, it this past episode was interesting but it it is it's you don't want to watch shows where you're like you guys all hate each other yeah you can tell you do not like each other and you're forcing some of these situations where you realize you're not going to get Vanderpump Rules of season one, season two, because that was when they were real people yeah. going through real things. Yeah. And now you're having to deal with the after uh, aftershocks of uh, B-level fame. Yeah. And how they like, well, I don't need you, you know? Jax no. really thinks he's on the cast of Friends. Jax really thinks he is in the cast of Friends. See, but, and at the same time, I feel like, they are a modern day friends and like housewives of New York is like a modern day golden girls. Like we're never going to have those types of shows again, but like for this period of time, I feel like those show, these shows are what will be what we look back on and be like, that was such a golden era of our TV I culture. Agree totally. Except that the fact that you're, it's reaching 20 million less people. Mm-hmm. Like, they, that is it's a total, true. like, you're right. This is the version of Friends to us. Yeah. But they get at most 2 million views per episode at most. Yeah. And people discover it all the time. But Friends at its height had, what, like 35 million? That's so wild. It's, just, it's so much more, yeah. you know, but that's what I'm thinking. Jack's in his head thinks that thinks it's that. Yeah. They're even bigger than Friends. What do you think about the Friends reboot? Or not reboot, but reunion? Well, I think it's like going to be hard because. They don't have a laugh track on this reunion. No, it's not scripted. <laughs> I know it's like a it's a talk show. It's Ellen DeGeneres interviewing them. Like yeah. it's I've seen them interviewed all separately. I don't think it's going to be. I, personally, I don't care. I think it's going to be like a um, what I wish they would have done is like when they did the Gilmore Girls revival, where it was like four different parts where yeah. we catch up with them now, and it's just like a blip of time now. Where I loved the Gilmore Girls revival. Some people didn't like it. I really liked it, and I didn't think it needed more episodes. I would have loved more, but I think if they did more, it would have ruined it. Um, but I think they could have just done like a little blip in time. But what I think is what they're going to do is it's going to be all of us getting together at Jen Aniston's house and we're having dinner and maybe Jen or Courtney's cooking or they're both cooking and then they're reminiscing on the time back with friends. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're right. I bet, it's going to be... You know what? You nailed it. I bet it will be something yeah. like that. I bet it'll be at... like a, it, it won't be in front of a studio audience. It'll be no. very like highly lit shot, rich yeah. woods, I bet. It'll be dark woods surrounding... And the fact that... They're getting paid up to four mil, million, right? or three something? to four. Oh my! God. Three to four million just to do this one thing. That's why. So this is like HBO is like investing some bank. Well, in HBO because this. this is HBO Max, right? Yeah. So they're releasing their own streaming service in like less than a year, and they are trying to pull out so much, like pull out all the content, like yeah, and because they're really going to hit people with like you have no choice but to subscribe to us, yeah, because they have to compete against what like Amazon, Netflix, all of Hulu, these streaming yeah. services. Uh, but I'm I'm here for it, but at a certain point. We're going to out-content ourselves to death where we will never leave our homes. Yeah. Like, we will never... Like, 10 years from now, we will not be interested in having our own lives. No. We're going to be like Wally, <laughs> and we're just, just going to be on fat podcast, robots. Yeah, just listen to podcasts. Just listen to this one and Ryan's <laughs> podcast. Um, okay, so OC, Tamara Judge revealed her salary on Jeff Lewis's radio show. Did you hear? 1.2 million, is that right? 1.2 million. So she, this is her exact quote, which she told uh, Jeff Lewis. I got flowers from the production company. After they took my salary away, they sent me flowers, and I sent them a group text, and I said, thank you very much for the flowers. It's almost as good as 1.2 million assholes. 
Well, I mean, also when you <laughs> camera, you know, when you're getting paid that much and you're not, you know, bringing it, it's yeah. very easy to take that away. That show just saved one point two million dollars. Yeah, and it's not going to miss a beat. I'm yeah. sorry, it, it's not. No, and all the new, yeah, all the new cast members are going to be paid way less, and yeah, they're going to be saving money with this. I mean, and they were nice enough to offer a three episode kind yes. of, and that's what I think like Vicky should have done. Like Vicky should have gone gracefully with her final season as a full time, and then like done nice little like not come and try to cause drama in her final season, but come and like try to like send Bridge. off in a nice yeah. way. Yeah, and then it would have been like nice. She would have been remembered. They would have missed her. You know, it would have. They could have just done it so much different, but I think her ego really just blinded her from actually creating something great. And still, though, and having you, a legacy. If you look at her Instagram likes and all that stuff, she the girl, the, you know, she's not doing in herself no. any favors. No, she's liking the comments of like, "Well, I hate this person," and she'll like that comment. Yeah, it's like, they're guys. You got to go to their Instagrams and look at their likes, and that's where you'll really see like the real people, you know, the likes on Twitter and the likes on Instagram. Yep. It paints a whole story of why these people are probably not the best people and have like very little clarity on who they are. As somebody that's in entertainment and that knows how to host and has a podcast, does it drive you crazy when people like Vicky leave TV, launch a podcast, and it obviously becomes wildly Look successful. And it's like, and it's total shit. Like, I don't think Sheena has a great podcast. Dude, yeah. I think Stassi has a good B-level podcast. Yeah. But like, so many of them are like, I'm just going to start a podcast. And it's wildly successful. And they're flooding the top charts. But it's because people are going because they see them on television. And they're not actually yeah. quality produced I think, content. You know, that doesn't bother me because, I, in fact, sometimes on my show, like, I reviewed Randall and Lala's uh, Oh, yeah. Pod, there, yeah. And I did like clips and stuff so I think it's great content to like listen to what they do because sometimes they like you said are wildly uh, not prepared for mm -hmm. it um, and I think a lot of that stuff comes out in the wash yeah. like you know you're a professional at this like you are good at this you know how to do this so that always the same with acting the same with anything that will always rise to the top it might take years yeah. it might make it a little harder for you but I believe quality will always win in the end yeah. you or your listeners will be way better listeners in terms of like they will stay with you longer yeah you know i don't think anybody's you know like rand and lala's podcast changed my life like it's just no. it's like flipping it's fine <laughs> and they're you know? bringing on britney and stassi and like they're doing well, it in a way yes, that like they know how to get burn, the ratings they did you have it in for the long haul you did know? you watch stassi's web series uh i watched a couple of them it was and bad buddy, that was bad but do you realize like i was shocked at how little of uh, views that it had it, it was, was bad like Thirty thousand. it was like i was i I think sometimes I was talking about this on the pod. Was it like I went to DJ James Kennedy's returning See You Next Tuesday? He, he, he triumphantly Empty. returned to Sir. And I did a review of it. I went an hour early because I thought it was going to be packed. I was like, Empty. oh my God. It, pretty. But I mean, it was like 30 of us, 40 of us. But in my head, my sick head, packed. I thought it was like, oh, it's going to be a line down the street. In my sick head, I think these things are way more popular than they are. So when I see something like that, I'm like, oh no, maybe I've horribly misjudged the popularity of the thing that I like. No, it's that we live in Los Angeles. I think if he did a See You Next Tuesday in some other town, yeah. it would be successful. But it's because in LA, we have so many of these you know, museum type of things where you can go and see these reality stars. You know, you can go to Craig's and always see somebody famous. You can, you know, you can, yeah. you know, walk down Sunset yeah, really Boulevard. Like you, yeah, it's not exciting. Whereas like LA locals are not going to be going to Sir. And if we had, we've already done it. You know what I mean? We've already seen James. We've already That's done true. See You Next Tuesday. You're not going to be going every week because you get excited. It's only the tourists. So you need to do it in a weekend where there's a, like a, a holiday weekend or a pride weekend where there's, there's going to be a high touristy yeah. population that's going to want to go and see that. That's genius. Yeah, you're dead on right. Do you think, so Tamara also said that she, um, that Andy told her not to sign any other production deals because they plan to bring her back next season. I, I saw their interview that they like went live on Instagram with each other. And yeah. Like, I'm scared that they're pushing for a spinoff with her and Eddie. I'm very nervous about what, I don't know. For some reason, I'm just like, I don't know. Tamara was such a, uh, S, like a, uh, are we allowed to cuss? Mm -hmm. A shit stirrer. She uh, is. And, but not even, like it wasn't even an entertaining, by the way, but by the end of her run, I yeah. didn't find her shit stirring entertaining. And I was kind of like, and her son scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do love 
people being taken down a notch. Yeah. I love that this must have been a blow to her ego. Oh, 1,000%. That she counted on. At that reunion this year, if you watch, you can tell she had, had no doubt in her mind she'd be out She would be back, yeah. Oh, no doubt in her mind. Like, she's sitting there talking to Andy in between breaks, you know. Well, like, because without crazy. Vicky, she's the new OG. She was the new OG. Oh, yeah. She thought she was, like, safe. She thought she was safe. And I find it a really, I hats off to the production company behind that that made that decision. I think yeah. they made the right decision. And it's funny now to watch her do this contrition tour on podcasts. And she's, yeah. she's having to get out there. You guys, like, notice she's trying to get out there as much as possible and, like, get on her gram and all that stuff so much more because she realizes, oh, now, like, she's selling her house. Like, she's, yeah. I think, was depending on this yeah. paycheck. This was her set. She was fired. Like people don't realize, like she was fired from a job. Like, yeah. And when you get fired from a job, you no longer have that security of that paycheck. Cut fitness is not cutting it. No. Yeah. And her CBD, like, I'm sorry, nobody's sorry, buying Andy, that. How many like of these people goes, have? He goes, you're the queen of CBD. You know, it's like so funny. Like nobody's the queen of CBD. No, everybody has a CBD. Mike from Shaza Sunset has CBD. Like everybody, everybody has CBD. Like, there's so many CBD companies. And they're not like you need. It's hard to find a good CBD company because there's so many out there, and they're doing it for the buzz and the trend of it. That it's like, yeah, no. But I think you're gonna see Tamra eventually, like flipping signs, like for Subway on a street corner. Eventually, yeah, I know? think it's sad the way she's going out too, is because it seems bitter. And my thing is, it's like they could have gone off in a in a positive way that, like, you know sent them off and like there will be a legacy from that without like going on this like bitter I was fired like her and Vicky I just think are tarnishing their reputation by doing this and everybody likes it right now because there's the drama of it because it's fresh but eventually people are going to get bored of it and they're going to become super irrelevant super fast I was thinking about this do you do you you, could you handle like I'm scared that as these shows go on we're eventually going to with like just statistically have to watch one of these people die yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you ever, like, I sometimes think, like, it's going to kill me when certain, like, or even, like, I've noticed Ken is starting to look really old on Vanderpump Rules. Oh, yeah. Rules. And I'm like, I don't know if I can handle Ken passing away during a season of Vanderpump Rules. Like, they'll have to talk about it, and that would kill me. Like, yeah. I'm not a huge Ken fan, but, like, these people are in your lives. Yeah. And, like, we're not stopping to think about, like, if they keep airing these shows and they're on it, something bad is going to happen yeah. to one of these people, you know? I mean, but, like, I was thinking about... Beverly Hills and like Beverly Hills at the beginning was so dark and morbid and we lost Taylor's husband. Like these shows have done that and they've, they've built through that, that like it doesn't, I feel like it'll, it'll just create for a, a a revamp or we saw Bobby die. Jill Zarin's husband. Like we've yeah, gone but through she wasn't these a moments. Full cast member, yeah. So that didn't hurt as well. Remember Russell Armstrong? Yeah. He killed himself. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean, that was in between seasons, but we had to watch Taylor then deal Go with through the, that. That was, that was shocking. I mean, it was, yeah. What I like about what they did with Vicky and Tamara is that they really um, sent a message that your ego is not going to protect you in this case. Sometimes you need to do that. Sometimes you, you need, need to, to check, send a message. Yeah. That's like mafia. You and know? keep them on their feet. Well, a, a little insider tea with Vanderpump is they cut all of their salaries this season. Did they really? Yeah. They cut all of their salaries, and I want to say now they're paid per scene instead of a set salary, which I also think is smart and which motivates you to actually deliver on the show instead of yeah, sitting back then, and collecting then, a paycheck. But then I think sometimes with that scene thing, then you're like, then it's like becoming too plotted out. Like, this is the scene we yeah. need from you right now. This is the scene. And then it's like you see bad improv, and you see why these people couldn't make it as actors because now they're trying to act. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. are yeah. all like bartenders yeah. who are trying to be actors. Yeah. And now they can't. you see that they're bad actors, and this is why they couldn't succeed as actors. Yeah. So they can't pull over, pull off sometimes things that are like, that's why we're, we're all getting this feeling that we're watching something that's kind of eerily fake. Yeah. It's not like it was season one and season two where it's like, they were really assholes to each other. Like legitimately, like we, we are to each other in real life. It, what they should have done with Vanderpump is found a way to reboot it instead of drag out. Slowly bringing new characters in that don't work, you know? Yeah. I mean like bringing in four new cast members on top of all of the original cast members. Like to me, that was like, it's overkill. It's Thanksgiving and there are too many plates on the table and you don't know what to do. And by the end of it, you just feel stuck and like gross. pulled in 10 different directions in an episode where you're like, yeah, "Ah, where am I going to watch Max hook up with Dana? Who, what? Like, you know, it's just not, it's, it's so split up and you can tell like yeah. who likes to shoot with each other and who doesn't where I'm like, it's just, 
And then none of the newbies, I think they brought in all of these newbies that actually work at these restaurants with the intention of bringing in new blood. But they forget that like what we loved about the original Vanderpump cast is one, they all had a history together. They all already had that chemistry. And two, they um, were really struggling actors trying to make it big. Whereas like these people, like there's no, they just look like waiters at Sir when we all know that they're not just waiters at Sir. Well, I know, like Brett, like, I mean, I think was, uh, Brett was cast on this show. Brett was like, and his storyline of being Lisa's trainer was fake. It is fake. It's not real. You really think a guy that looks like Brett needs to get a serving job? Like, you can survive on So none of the newbies got paid. I mean, they got paid, they got like a stipend, but they didn't get like an actual salary. Which Stassi, didn't Stassi come out this week or like or said she got paid eight thousand dollars for the first season? Yeah, which is you know I mean, they that's got a paid less because now she's making millions. But yeah, Vanderpump got paid, the newbies got paid way less than that. Well, yeah, because they know you're you're handing them uh, an opportunity an at opportunity this point that they can expand on. You know. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, speaking of exits, what do you think about Bethany Frankel's latest interview? Uh, talking about her exit from Housewife. She said it was more of a knee-jerk reaction that she made in the moment. It wasn't about money. It was that she no longer saw the advantage of doing Housewives, whereas before she saw it as an opportunity to promote Skinny Girl, which she promoted the shit out of Skinny Girl for many, many seasons. And then eventually she's like, I like I don't need to promote Skinny Girl. And Housewives, it's a platform for all of these other Housewives to promote these fake, illegitimate businesses, and it's not real. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's... It, Bethany, God bless her, she is like the Mount Rushmore of these these ladies and what you can actually do and accomplish. But it was shocking to me why she kept coming back when you I'm like, you know, Bill Murray she has didn't that need quote it. of like, oh, it must be cool to be rich and famous. And he's like, You could just be rich. You don't yeah. need fame, you know? And I think that was always shocking to me of like, Bethany, you don't need this. Like no. it's almost you don't need it. And she still, even into the last season, was providing, I mean, that that monologue of life is not a cabaret when yeah. she's breaking down. In fact, I had Laura Marie Shainall's on the podcast this week and I made her do that monologue and I, I coached yeah. her through it as an acting coach. Yeah. But she gave an amazing performance. One of the best things I've ever seen on yeah. reality TV is like just crying, passionate. It was huge. But she didn't need it. Like why, at a certain point, you're hurting your brand. Yeah. At a certain point, you're like, ooh, I don't know if I can trust, like, and, and Bethany so, does so much good with her power, you know, helps other people so much that I think at a certain point it was hurting her. I don't know if I'm really excited about her Apprentice-style show that's coming out on HBO I don't think Max. that's going to do well. Yeah, like, it's like, that's not what I'm interested in Bethany either, but I did think she needed to step away, and I thought even if a knee-jerk reaction, she did the right thing. She did the right thing. I think the season that she ended on was a good enough season for her to end on totally. because she had to go through all the dentist stuff and, like, her meltdown. Like, there was a, a need for it. It wasn't a desperate attempt to stay relevant on the show. Like, she needed that cathartic moment, and she had several of those throughout the season, and, like, she needed to process the death of Dennis in order to move on to the next place and find Paul. And, like, I thought it was a good season for her for her to end on. But I also, like, even going into Housewives three weeks after she lost Dennis, to me, was also kind of just, like, wild that she would even, like, there. I didn't see the need for her to really do it. Well, it scared me that she actually thought that it would, like, you you realized that there was a part of her that must have thought, like, ooh, this will make good TV. Yeah. That's a sick thought. Yeah. I feel like she did. But that's how you know she's a good producer. You're right. Yeah, totally. And that's why she's going on to producing shows now. I don't think the big shot is going to do well because I feel like people aren't tuning into HBO max for that style of content. Yeah. Number one. And number two, I already think the apprentice with Donald Trump, like that show had its moment You've and that's what she's doing. The brand's been ruined. Yeah. yeah. Like that, it had its moment and I get why she's doing this now because she did the apprentice originally with Martha Stewart and like, she's trying yeah. to have it be a full circle moment. I get that. But like, Nobody one wants to see that type of competition on HBO. Nobody wants to see Bethany in that type of like her talk show didn't do well. So her doing another different variation of being a host of a show is not going to do well. And nobody cares who the fuck works at Sin Girl if it's not Bethany. But what's great, though, is that what's great about TV and entertainment in, in general is that prove me wrong. It could be great. Like, it I could mean, be, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I agree. Yeah. What I love is that she has the opportunity to make something great. And if they yeah. do it, then I'll eat my words. Like yeah. it, sometimes, like I remember when the movie Titanic came out, I was like, nobody wants to see this. We all know the ship goes down. What you know? And yeah. It was the biggest blockbuster of all time. So if it's good, it'll, but like, you know, I love that everybody has that chance. She has a chance to make it good. But I feel like she's already giving us a little bit of that with Shark Tank. She's on Shark Tank. Yeah. She's helping entrepreneurs. Like we already 
can well, get I wonder that. if the Shark Tank people were like super cool with her doing that. Like, it feels like that's she might weird. be losing Shark Tank as a result of this. Oh, I would definitely imagine so. There had to have been some con- contractual. Yeah, I'm shocked that he. Well, like when they said that like Vicky and Tamara were being held from doing a spinoff show because of their production deals, it's standard when you do a reality show to have a one-year non-compete clause in your contracts. Or if I do if I do a, a car commercial, I can't work for any other car companies until I'm released from my yeah. contract for that commercial. No, I've I've had that issue where I've done stuff and like they try to own your likeness for you know a certain period of time until they can release you and for me i'm just like but like my job is my personality and i'm a host and like i can't sign so i always have to renegotiate my contracts but like it's it's a real thing that people run into that like i don't know how she's her contract with shark tank had to have expired or she has to be terminating it by doing this show something like yeah there's more to it there's way more to it that we don't know. Um, what are your thoughts on Jersey at the moment and um, the whole footage you, with Teresa you, and Daniel? Did, Danielle. Well, you know, it, I, I was saying like, you know, it's like Teresa and Danielle, they made each other. Yeah. Like, you know, Teresa table flipped because of Danielle. Of Danielle. Yeah. So they needed I was each like other to really. This past week to like the Batman and Joker. It's yeah. Like they made each other. So yeah. like when they face off, there's so much history there. And like Teresa, like she kind of now is trying to do this, you know, at times namaste. Yeah. But you can see that wild woman inside. So like Danielle knows that Danielle knows like as nice as Teresa can be to Danielle, she knows like who's under there at the same time. So I feel like their scenes are so great sometimes because us as an audience are like looking at like the, the, what's going on really like that, that, that tension line. Yeah. Even if they're smiling at each other and stuff like that, it could break at any second. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you push Teresa and Danielle knows like things will eventually get nasty. So it is, uh, I don't know, but I, I always love to see them. I'm sad that I'm sad in some ways that Danielle is not coming back in a, any capacity, but I understand it. Yeah. But she's insane. She's blocked me from Twitter and Instagram. So, Has she? Uh, it's like I do that segment on my podcast about douchebag of the week, and I made her my douchebag of the week because the I was going into like her all her different marriages, and my thing like somebody sent me a post from Danielle, and I couldn't see it. I was like, why can't I see this? And then I realized she'd blocked me across all platforms, and I was like, wow. Hurt, but I was at the same time thrilled that somehow she found out. I was like, yeah. that was really. Oh, Jack's blocked me. Yeah, J- I saw that. Jack blocked you recently. Sad for me, very sad. Um, what do you think of, did you see the scene with Teresa rejecting Joe on Housewives this week? I was literally just going to bring that up. The darkest, the Sopranos, like that is, did you see the tension? That scene exists in its silences because there's so much silence in it and you just see Joe swirling that wine glass And you know that's not editing. You know that that was real tension in the moment. You'll see it this week, but I mean, it, I was horrified in the best way because we've all had those scenes in real life where yeah. we're like dealing with somebody and you just there's so much not being said and Teresa's just like unpacking on the bed kind of and joe's just sitting there like you know i'd love to sleep in this bed you know and and she oh it's so good so good it's so good because it's so real i know that's what i love when it's really real when you sense the relationships there and we've all been there where we've like begged to get a lover back or wanted to you know see if something was still existing and then you realize it isn't and it's like it's so good the hard thing is it's like you can sympathize with both of them in that moment whereas like you see him and you're like he's been locked up for so many months and this is his wife that like he they wants used to some, give it to him yeah. every day. That it wasn't without that, question. She would do yeah. anything he said. I mean, she went to jail for him. Like, yeah. And for for him to realize in that moment that she has, that he has lost her. You see the light bulb go off in that moment. He realizes, you know, and that's just amazing that we're able to see that. Yeah. As, you know, that they, they, they put that on, they did that for us. Like, and <laughs> you can see at the same time, you, you see and hurt for him, but at the same time, you also see and hurt for her because you're like, but he put you through so much that I understand why you can't be with him right now. And I think that is the, the, the horrible thing about men is that we sometimes like, Joe did horrible things. And yeah. We're still like, I like him though. Yeah. He's a good guy. I like him. You know, and it's like, he's probably a horrible guy. He cheated yeah. on her religiously. Yeah. He did horrible things, but you know, you're so much more willing to forgive a guy than a girl. Yeah. That's just like the society we live in. Yeah. Women are held to like, a higher standard. Yeah, like totally men are supposed like, to be pigs. Yeah. Lisa, like, 
lover or hater, she still made sure that family stayed together yeah. for the last four years or however long it's been. She it still took amazing. care of him. Yeah. Did amazing. And I don't personally love Teresa, but I love her ethic when it comes to family. Yeah. And, uh, and her dedication to, to that. Go from here. Uh, I know it's just, uh, you feel for them both, but like, I also watched this season and you can tell that she was laying down the tracks for leaving him in the end. Oh. Like her bringing up all of these little things. Oh, he said this on the phone or, Oh, he said like, you know, yes. before she always covered it up yeah. where like, you can see she was dropping little nuggets here and there <laughs> so that at the end it would make sense. Cause you knew from the going into the season, she was going to leave him, but she laid down the groundwork so that it She's- made, sense at the end of the season for her to leave him because of all of these little Easter eggs that she dropped along the way. That's a observation. That's so good. And like, you're right. This past week when she was like, I don't know if he was, do you think he was cheating on me? Like, you know, like, I love, she's like, oh yeah, he had a, he had a separate phone for another lady. And like, she was like telling them what she had been through. And it was, it was fascinating. Yeah. Even though Jacqueline had already told us she caught him with the secretary yeah, on the, the desk. Table, like, yeah. 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 And like, she knew all of this, but like now it was just crazy to see her in that role of like, Loved I'm it. little by little dropping these things That's here and there so that the cast members can start to put this together for me. And then it looks like it, it, it explains and also the audience why. At large. Yeah. Like, the audience at large. wins public opinion yep. too. Yep. Okay. Let's transition to Beverly Hills. Kim Richards has a new book coming out. Love it. It was supposed to come out this April. Oh, it's postponed? Yeah. So oh. when the when it's first started to circulate, every all the gossip sites were writing about it. Yeah. I reached out to HarperCollins, asked them if I can book her on this show to promote the book, and that's where they told me that they were delaying the 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 publication date. And so now it's not coming out until 2021. So and so now they're saying that Kathy and Kyle are stressing that like there's some shit going down with them and what Kim's writing about them in the book. So now there's there's speculation that there's some legal drama between the sisters. You know what's so sad? I saw that, it, you know, because they had the Amazon link up when it first got announced mm-hmm. and it didn't have a cover. Mm-hmm. It just had the, you know, but I remember seeing April and I, that's my birthday month. And I was like, I, I, I was like, oh, that'll be a nice gift for myself for my birthday. Yeah. I literally even thought of like, I was excited to read that yeah. or I was hoping for an audiobook version of it. But that's, fascinating you reached out already and they said that well because i knew if it was coming out in april they're gonna want to start to book interviews to do the um to push pre-sales and since she's not on the show and housewives isn't going to air until probably this summer then you know we would they would want to get her ahead of doing like Kristen when she was doing her like Kristen she's been on the show a couple times now and it's because she's trying to promote this new book that is good tea that is amazing yeah so now it's not coming out until I want to say February 2021 because probably she's going to have to rework a lot and there's going to have to be a lot that goes through legal now oh that sucks I wish we got the unedited not legal version like I, I want I want those stories. I still want to find out what she, because remember, like, I want to know the Target story, her getting chocolate. Yeah. Like, remember, like, I, I believe there was, like, a list of items she took, and it was, like, dollar store. Yeah. So it was, like, the dollar bin stuff. And she originally said that, like, she didn't realize she didn't pay for it. But, like, you know, she had have been, like, highly under the influence, or she was super broke, and, like, Something like, there was. I, there needs to be a Ryan Murphy show of famous shoplifting. Like they need a Winona Ryder episode. Yeah. They need a. You know, I would love. I mean, what was going through Kim's mind? I mean, obviously she was on drugs or drinking, and yeah. And, but it is. It's a dark, dark universe. What I like about Kristen's book, which comes out this June, because they sent Otis. me, an, yeah, they sent me an advanced copy. Um, and so what I like about that one is there's a lot of is stuff. Come out till June. Yeah. I know, but she's doing her her press yeah, tour yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it doesn't come out till June, but they sent me the advance copy, and I'm, I was reading through it, and there's so much stuff that happens on Vanderpump, like with Tom Sandoval and with Jax Taylor and blah, 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 and the hookup and all of that. But what I like about it is we get all of her inner monologue and her inner, like, beating herself up for cheating with Jax while she was with Tom and Stassi was, that was her. Like, we get yeah. all of those things that we didn't see on the show. And I hear it's very tongue-in-cheek a lot of it, too. A lot of it's very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Um, um, I'll definitely read it. I'm, I'm like, that's kind of my jam. Like yeah. I, I, I'm more excited for that book than I, uh, Stassi's book. Yeah. Like, I, like the basic thing sometimes is get, it's very getting old to me. Like, yeah. it, you know, like there's only so much conversation I hear about ranch dressing and game of Thrones. Yeah. And, you know, 
like it's a cute novelty kind of book. I think if there were if it were there were if it were a little more scrapbooky with pictures and yeah. stuff and not as like book booky, then I it would see have her chin through the years. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> I just really I just noticed recently that she has the chin implant. Yeah. I didn't know that. You gotta go back and like look at. I saw I saw on Instagram that people were sharing the the before and after pictures. I was like, have you ever seen Sheena's old high school photos where she looks like a juggalo? Yeah, like it's hysterical. It's funny to look back. Are you bummed that Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills got pushed back, or do you think it's worth it? Really. I thought the last couple seasons have been painful to watch. I feel it's a chore they have more been. than anything else. I feel like those women don't mesh in a way that I love my housewives to mesh. Like, yeah, because they don't have that history. Yeah, I just don't think it. I think it's very convoluted. I'm very excited to see what this Brandy Denise situation that potentially is happening. That I have high hopes for. But I think this is a make or break season for Beverly Hills, where they really need to bring it or not, because. I don't know if I can keep watching something that's just drivel and fun locations and colorful outfits. What I hope is they cut the season short. Like Jersey, they stopped making 24 season episodes and now it's 16 episode seasons. And that's what I hope they do with Beverly Hills is cut it down to 16 episodes. Give us, you know, a little bit of this and that in the first couple of episodes where they're all getting along, but like start to get to the meet a lot sooner. Because from what I've heard from people close to production is that the Brandy Denise stuff doesn't happen until the very, very, very end. And so then they ended up extending filming a little more to kind of cover it deeper. Um, and so they extended filming through January where it was originally supposed to end. I want to say in like, uh, November, like before the holidays, early November is when it originally wrapped through those shows when they're 20, but you feel like you're in the desert. You're like, yeah. just let me, like, let me out, kill me. That's what I like stop. about Jersey is they cut it yeah. where it's not this 25 episode season where it's just, there's so many filler episodes. Charm too. They have like very short seasons. Yeah. You know? I think that's a smarter strategy. Yeah. I mean, you can then like uh, more laser like the actual drama instead of like dr- having to draw it out and draw it out. Like I didn't need eight episodes about like Puppygate last week. No. You know? Like give it like, to me in four episodes. John Sessa yeah. like in my TV every day. Give me four episodes and we're good. You can tell the story in four episodes and tie it up with the bow and, and move it on to the next thing. Exactly. Like, but yeah, so I'm I'm hoping there's some good stuff with the Brandy Denise thing because they're still going back and forth. Like Denise is now saying she was 100% monogamous and Brandy's like, I'm not lying. Wait till you watch the season. Brandy apparently comes with receipts and everything. Like oh, she's man, the claiming. The life of women is uh, do you Do you think that they hooked up? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. They definitely but, had but to have now hooked I'm up. getting to a point where I think I talked about this too is that I was like, does this happen with all women? Are all women hooking up and just not telling us? And then it's like, I mean, what is happening on these women hangouts? Like, do all women just hook up with each other and just we're not the wiser for it? Now Brandy is like peeling back the reality of all women's situations. Maybe. All you women hooking up with each other, write to write to Zach and let him know. Please. I want an interview with Brandy. And I'm trying to make it happen because I'm with the same agency that represents Brandy and Denise. And so I don't care to have Denise because I don't think Denise would be real anyway. But like, I would love to book an interview with Brandy. She would be so good on here. And she, you, you, you were telling me like some of your interview style and like you could get things out of her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been in the game long enough that I know how to, yeah. you know, get them to open up. But yeah, I feel like Brandy's just like a real open book oh yeah i feel like i think she prides herself on that yeah to and to her detriment you know i think she could be much further along if she played the game that's why i think she's definitely telling the truth is because like she doesn't have any skin to lose in this game but i do think if they did hook up i think she also might have hooked up knowing that she could then have that in her back pocket probably content well probably but also Sutton, who's friends with Brandy, who's a newbie on the season this year, says that Brandy was talking to her about her affair with Denise long before any of this was going down, long before Sutton joined the show, long before Denise joined the show, long before Brandy was brought into it, that Brandy's been talking about this, that uh, been talking about them hooking up for a while. So when they filmed that scene this past season, they had already hooked up. Apparently, yeah. Or like that was like when it was happening, and so that because Denise's big dong uh, husband, uh, I wonder if he's involved too. Doesn't he like? Apparently, oh, he, he didn't know, know anything, know. and that's why she's claiming she's yes. totally monogamous is because he apparently didn't know. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, when you when you warm up with Charlie Sheen, you're gonna be into some you know 
crazy, wacky situations. Agreed. Thoughts on uh, New York, re- uh, not reunion trailer. Yeah, your name. I mean, loved it. I mean, I was smiling I on my face it. the whole time. I thought it was good, but I thought it was like a seven out of 10, but I didn't think it was a strong 10. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I love those ladies so much now that I feel like they could have just like, sh- like, like a, all stood against a black screen and I would have been like, yay. It really, like, it made me happy. Like, I, I love those ladies individually so much. Uh, I love the Luann drinking thing, like when she had a drink. Oh, yeah. I thought that was amazing. We get to see that. And I think this season will be really fascinating because they don't have Bethany, and a lot of people are worried about that. But I think it's going to be fascinating to watch uh, Dorinda and Countess Luann uh, try to go for Bethany's spot. I feel like they both think they are the now emotional anchors of the show that Bethany was, and they can't, either, neither of them can do it. I think so if I think any of them can, Dorinda has the best chance. But, but I don't think she can. She can't. She can't you control can't have it. That issue and be the anchor. Yeah, you know, like you, you. Who do you think the anchor will be then? Well, I don't. I think this might be an anchorless season, which yeah. might be fascinating in its own way to watch people all think they are the number one. I mean, yeah, because you know, Ramona's cabaret. ego is gonna. Also I mean, push her there. Ramona, like Sonia, this is why Sonia, the genius of Sonia Morgan, Morgan is that she knows she is a solid bench player. Yeah. She knows she's one of the best there is. You can pull her in for a scene and she's going to kill it. She's going to yeah. be wacky, wild. You still care for her. You still care about her life. She can never, I don't ever, you're never going to see her, like I don't, I could be wrong, but you're not going to see her anymore with a storyline revolving exactly around her, but she will provide some of the best color commentary yeah. that you will see on any Housewives show. Yeah. And I love that she knows it. I think she knows that about herself. So that's why you can never get rid of Sonia Morgan because she will always make something better. She's always the the straw that stirs the drink. Yeah, but not in, but also not in an evil way. No, like she's very kind hearted, but she's just the brand of wacky that just works so well for that New York franchise. Um, it's she's so good that I almost I think about it like sports teams where I wish sometimes you could trade players. Like you yeah. trade housewives, like Atlanta's getting Sonia, like Sonia Morgan goes to Atlanta this season, you know, yeah. like they should trade players and like yeah. interject them into other shows. I agree. Are you watching Shaw's of Sunset? Uh, yeah. What do you think of this new season? Uh, to me, it hasn't proven itself yet. Team MJ or Team Reza? Uh, can I say MJ? Oh, okay, Why? I don't know. I just think I feel like she's the underdog in this situation. And like, sometimes I don't like, sometimes Reza grates on me. Yeah. And I don't, you know, and I think, I don't know. I think Reza, I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, they're all crazy. They're all crazy. But I just, I don't know. For some reason, I just have a a soft spot for MJ. I do too. And I think I definitely feel for MJ to an extent, but like I, so I have Reza on the show and he, drops a few little nuggets and like Rez is somebody that comes with receipts and he's definitely taking a lot of hits this season. But I feel like I asked him on the show whether or not he thinks he'll get redemption by the end of the season. And he was very clear that like he's not out for redemption, but like he it's a good interview. And I think everybody needs to listen because he's going to give like a different sort of perspective with where he's coming from because he looks really bad on the show. Yeah. But I think it is that story is insane. And stuff that that probably you they're not going to ever show is insane. Like the behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. is insane. And sometimes that's what I feel like if Bravo was smart, they would either like put a, like a muzzle on all of these people's social medias. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes it's like, it, it's, it's painting a story that sometimes the show doesn't even get to like tap into. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, there's two shows to watch now, the social media show and the show itself. And sometimes the social media show ends up being better than the actual show. And yeah. The Vanderpump rules now too. And like they've got to really be careful because that's like they're providing free content. Well, what I love about the social media show is it's so real and in the moment, and people get drunk and tweet things that they then delete, but, but like then, Brandy, then you which is great. To go live on Bravo, they should be like go live, which on Bravo. is great. But then, then once it soaks in, and then they have to tape. That's when they cut stuff. Like that's why we're not seeing any of this Fifty Cent Lala Randall stuff, which was so good. Like I mean, in the moment. Remember how exciting that was when the Fofty drama happened? We were like, no. I 100%. I'm not going to say something. Say it. <sighs> you can edit it out. Say it. Um. So there was a rumor. recent, not rumor, but recent interview that I've done on this show where Bravo got involved and would not allow me to talk about the Fofty, Randall, Lala thing. Wow. 
Yeah. And so the only reason it was brought up on Vanderpump this season is because that's what broke up James and Lala's relationship again. And it wasn't caught on camera. So then they had to provide context as to why. And James brought it up. But other than that, that was not supposed to be aired on Bravo. The whole Fofty stuff. Why did the pastor stuff get to be able to be out there? But the Fofty drama isn't. Because because when there's money involved, there are lawsuits involved. And then it... Uh, it's like a much bigger thing. So, but that's that's why, but that's why I like the, the social media show is because it's so much more authentic and in the moment. And then people have to delete things. Like, this is why I love the Brandy Denise drama because it's all unfolding in real time. And Brandy's so unfiltered that like it's happening without it having to be edited and storylined for the show. But it just sucks. There's not a way to, I guess legally you just can't because I'm like, they shouldn't, I mean, you could make a 30 minute show out of some of these dramas just using Twitter oh, and, yeah. and a voiceover. Yeah. You'd be like that. I mean, that would be the, just walking through. That could be drama. a fun 30 minute Bravo dissection yes, like show. You would have them going live on Instagram. You'd actually have video footage. You'd have like screenshots of that with a voiceover. You could do it like a funny voiceover, like some kind of, um, like leave Schreiber or something like make it yeah. very seriously. And I mean, there is so much good stuff happening on there, but sometimes then it makes the show look like watered down yeah. when the actual show happens. Because you know, because you follow it in real time that like once it actually airs and you see everything that gets filtered out, it's like, it doesn't feel as real. Yeah. Agreed. What's your favorite emoji, Ryan Bailey? Uh, I like the wonky one where it's like, you know, like the, the, the wonky one where everybody's like, Oh, where the little, mouth is like a little yeah. squiggly. Yeah. I was just like, Ugh, kind of like punch drunk. Almost. Yes. 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 I don't, yes, yes, yes. I don't know the names of emojis. My dad always does the crazy one. I don't he know only knows the crazy with the tongue out and the wacky eye. Yeah. yeah. My dad's love. <laughs> I like wacky that one. Eye crazy emoji. That's all he sends me. I love it. Okay. If you're listening to this right now, leave me a five star review. Cause I don't like anything less than five stars. Cause I love that validation and leave that emoji in the review, the wonky face emoji with the little squiggly in the face or the, the, the winky eye with one eye open and the tongue sticking out to let me know that you love Ryan Bailey and yeah, you please, love this episode. Please love me. Please do that for me. So he can, he have me back on again, please. Yeah, please. I think I'll definitely have you back on. Cause you're so good at all of this stuff. Um, where can people listen to, the podcast, So Bad, it's, so bad, bad. it's Good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all that stuff. Just search So Bad It's Good. It'll pop right up. Subscribe. Rate it five stars. Guys, it is a long podcast. There are timestamps. Go to the section that you like. I'm trying to do something a little different. Uh, I'm trying to cut it down, but there are so many sections. These are mo- these are big things. So it might not be your thing, but I would say go to the section that entertains you. This week we did Jack's Blocking Me. We did DJ Kennedy. We did Laura Marie Shanehall's uh, covering The Bachelor. These are long podcasts, but I think it's worth your time. Check it out. Follow me at Instagram. So bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. And my personals are at Ryan Bailey 25 on Instagram and Twitter. <sighs> Can you take a breath now? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you need to listen to the show. It is really long. So if you're going to take like a road trip, like if you're driving cross yeah, country, way, take a road trip. It's yeah. a good chance to take a road trip, you guys. No, there is going to be <laughs> or a plane ride. I am shortening. You'll find there, there are things in the works and there are really exciting things coming up. So, uh, Try to join me on this journey because it's going to get wild. It's going to get weird. And uh, if you're into that sort of thing, I think you'll really like it. It is good. And your Instagram's so good too. Yeah. I'm like, I'm having so much fun with that. And your like Twitter so is so funny. Thank you, man. Like that's, I mean, it feels like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm blossoming. <laughs> like I'm but blossoming you need to update your Instagram photo because you still have a, a, a Santa hat in it. Oh, you're right. Oh my God. You need Thank you for reminding me. You're so much better at this. <laughs> I'm just, I just, I just like shit posting. I like jokes. Uh, no, it's good. You post a lot of good like throwbacks. I saw the Sheena and Rob one. I know. Do you guys, you guys got to see this because Sheena and Rob, they took black and white naked photos of themselves. And the thing is, I've saved all these photos over the years, and then I just like now I realize I have all of these in my phone. So I'll go back and be like, oh my god, I forgot Sheena and Rob Valletta took these photos, and then I just posted it yesterday. We're reenacting it. Oh, oh, hell we're yeah. doing it. Okay, cool. We're cool. doing it. Yeah. So that's something people Perfect. can go people can go to our Instagrams and, <laughs> and look forward to it. Like the reenactment is happening. Oh my god, I love it. Thank you so much, Ryan Bailey, for Thank coming you. on this show. This actually I know this was one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. You really, really? are so good at this. I'm I, I usually joke around a lot about these things. We actually really had a really good serious yeah. conversation about everything why I love these shows. Yeah. So thank you, because I usually like it's all like kind of silliness, but I think this was a great conversation. Thank you. you know, so thank you. I loved having you on. I loved having you on again because last time we had a great conversation that wasn't Bravo related. It was 
quick 30 minutes, bam. So this bam. got to be a little spread out. This got to be a little spread out. Normally episodes are 30 to 45 minutes. They're never over an hour. Yeah. I can't do the four hour episodes like you. <laughs> but that's why you have a variety and like, yes. look at, we can all share this space. So please go and listen to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey because it is really good. And don't forget to listen to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter every Monday and Wednesday. We do Monday pop culture breakdowns and Wednesday unfiltered interviews. This Wednesday we have Reza Farhan from Shaza Sunset and it is so, so good. So you're not going to want to miss it. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to follow me at Just Plain Zach. Ryan, where can they follow you again? At Ryan Bailey 25 and at So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Go listen right now to his show, to my show. Go follow us on Instagram and get ready because I got a lot of fun little content coming out later this month and next month. Don't miss it. iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, all the places. All right, guys, I gotta go and pick Ryan's brain. Okay, bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.